Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm so happy you joined us in this episode today. We're in a series, Behold Your God, from the Gospel of John. We come today to John 15, and I want to give you some background here before we read the words of Christ so that so that you can fully or more fully appreciate what he is saying about love and hate in the modern world. Today we have hatred ranging from racial to economic to national to families, schools, and so forth. I know that uh, there's one rivalry, for example, between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets since 1893 they have practiced something called good old-fashioned hate. And I know that that uh, should be done, I think, <laughs> in uh, uh, good nature, but there are actually some people on both sides that truly hate the other side. Uh, that's a little ridiculous. But we're going to see here in John 15, the Lord is going to talk about love and hate, and we're going to look at it from the standpoint of the, the modern world. Now, I want to tell you a couple of things here as we get going so that this has more context for you and it makes more sense to you today. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to use a word in John 15. The word is abide. It's the Greek word minnow, and it means to remain. It means to stick to it no matter what. And we are to abide in him and that is related to abiding in his word. In Colossians 3.16, part of that verse says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So, if you are a professing believer in Christ, but you're not reading the word of God, and therefore not thinking about the word of God, and you are therefore not trying to practice the Word of God, then you are not abiding. Since most professing Christians do not ever read His Word themselves, nor think about it, nor try to apply it in any serious way, then it's pretty safe to assume that most professing Christians are not abiding in Christ, and therefore the Lord is not able to work through them and answer their prayers. Now, if you read and think about the Word of God and you try to live out His Word, then you are experiencing the love of Jesus Christ in your life, and you remind the world of Jesus Normally, we would think, well, that's a good thing, right? Well, the world hates Jesus, and therefore you are hated by the world. Now, I know the world talks a good game about loving everybody, and, you know, we love religions and all that. Well, they probably do like a lot of religions, but they hate Jesus Christ and his word because it shows up their sin. So in actuality, the world is a hate group, and they talk about that an awful lot anyway themselves. But the world is a hate group when you get right down to it. 
Now for you who profess to be believers in Christ, and yet you never read his word, and therefore you're not remaining in his word, and you're not thinking about it and not trying to live it out on a daily basis, I have a something I want you to think about. Being a Christian is not just believing the right things. It's being in a right relationship. Now, it is possible, I suppose, that you could be a real Christian and yet be what we might call a joyless Christian. And there's a reason for that. You, my friend or friendette, if you're a lady, you are in a backslidden condition because you have choked off the flow of the Lord and His Word in your life You're not in the Word every day. You're not thinking about it daily. And you're certainly not trying to practice His Word daily. In fact, my guess is that you're trying to fit in with the world so that nobody ever finds out you're a Christian because you don't want the grief. Well, uh, that doesn't cut it, all right? And we're going to see the Lord explain these things to us in a moment. Now, you may be saying, you know, Pastor Ed, I, I, I never hear from God. It's like God doesn't talk to me. When I read a verse a day, you know, I, I don't hear from him. Well, could I suggest to you something that's been very beneficial to me? Make a commitment to read the Word at least five minutes a day and, you know, increase that amount of time. Listen, if you want to hear from God, you must tune out the world. Now, what I mean by that is uh, don't flip on the TV or music when you walk into your house first thing or when you get up first thing in the morning. To me, a sure way to choke off the flow of the Lord and His Word in your life is instead of getting in the Word some every morning before you go out into the world, you are turning on Good Morning America or whatever those shows are called now. And your whole mind from start to finish in the morning is filled with the world and not the Word. You see, when you make that mistake, you are choking out the flow of the Lord and His Word in your life. For you young ones who may be listening, you got to get your face out of those devices, as one, one person calls them. You can't be fixated on your iPhone every waking minute. You can't have earbuds in pumping the world's music, the world's thoughts, and all of that into your, into your ears, into your brain, and into your heart all day long, all night long, and expect to hear from God. To hear from God, you must focus. It involves time. And once you hear from Him, you must obey. You must carry out what he says to you. Now, I want you to know the world is not a mutual admiration society of Christ and his church. You're going to see Jesus Christ tell you in a moment in John 15, the world hates him and therefore the world hates you if you are indeed a real Christian. Now, also, the world has never read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. 
<laughs> now, I don't mean that people haven't read it. What I'm saying is they don't care about that. The world wants its way, and if you get in their way of getting their way, they will run over you. That's what the world is after. The bottom line up front save you a lot of research, time, and effort. The world loves itself, and it loves money. The world does not worship at large Jesus Christ. It worships Lucifer. Wow, Pastor Ed, this is getting heavy. I'm just getting warmed up. If the world wrote a book, the title of that book would be, I'm okay, you're not okay, so die already. <laughs> the world's favorite movie is 10 Things We Hate About You, Christians. Listen, say, this is shocking. This is scary. Hey, get real. You know what the world's all about. If you're saved, you came out of the world, so you already know. We're in a universal global war. It's Christ versus Satan to the finish. Now, there's good news. I snuck ahead and read the end of the book, and we win. <laughs> so abide in him, remain in him, stick to him no matter what. All the way to the finish, Lucifer loses and Christ is the victor, and we therefore are victors in him. Now in John 15, we're going to see concepts like the Logos, the Word of God. That's the, like the Bible to all of us. But God also speaks to us, as we see in John 15, with a rhema. A rhema is a spoken word to you. So let's say the word of God in general says, you, you shall be my witnesses. And let's say you read that passage one morning. You go to work, you go to school, you go to sports practice. And uh, somewhere several hours later, the Lord says uh, about that verse, I want you to be my witness to Sam or Sally now. That's a rhema. God has spoken to you specifically from his word about a situation. Well, listen, we're going to see it as we get in a moment or two into John 15 about concepts like abiding, remain in him, let his, let his word remain in you, and he will, he will stick with you and remain in you. We are to love one another. That's a sacrificial love, the God kind of love that puts the other person's best interests first. And we find out that no matter how much we love the Lord, the world just hates us. The world detests, that's the word, uh, the world detests Christ and Christians. So we have a Two things we're seeing, a couple of sets of these. We're seeing the philos, that is uh, the brothers, the Christians, versus the cosmos, the world system. We're seeing the uh, agapeo versus mezio, which is hatred, the God kind of love, and, and the world detesting us. And we see that the Holy Spirit, the Paracletos, the Comforter, our Advocate, Jesus Christ Himself in His Spirit comes to live within us to enable us to be channels of the love of God in the face of this crazy hatred. 
there's a missionary story about a missionary named Jim Elliott and one of his associates, Nick Saint, also a missionary, and their little team tried to take the gospel to the Aka Indians in the 1950s. The Aka Indians, being part of the world, hated them and killed them, viciously murdered them and, and dishonored them even after death. And yet today, the Aka Indians are Christians. The love of, of Jim Elliot and Nick Saint was real, but so was the hatred of the Aka Indians. But the love overcame that hatred and they came to Christ anyway. All right, let's go. I've done enough talking. Let's go to John chapter 15. And I may make a comment or two as we read through, but basically I'm going to read the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 15, verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now notice here in verse 2, he talks about uh, the, the vine dresser cutting off that fruitless branch and getting rid of it, but the branches that are bearing fruit, he trims those up too, that word purges. And Christ, why? So that we may be more fruitful. And in verse three, Christ says, now ye are clean, same word. Now ye are purged through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, that idea of remain in him, Stick to him no matter what. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. 
Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. you have, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Now Jesus is saying these things on the very night that Judas is about to come to the garden where Jesus and the disciples are heading and betray the Lord Jesus Christ. He will go through these false, fake trials. He will be condemned, beaten, led out to be uh, scourged also, and led out to be crucified. And he will die for our sins and be buried dead in a tomb for three days and rise again on the third day victorious over sin, death, hell, and the grave. Then, after appearing to the disciples and ministering to them, he will ascend to heaven. But his relationship with them will change because he will no longer be with them physically, but he will come to live in them and in us spiritually now. So, he knows about them that they they just are sometimes very hateful to one another. And you know what? Sometimes Christians crazily are like that to each other today. His primary concern on this night is their well-being. Jesus cares about you. And he stresses here so clearly he says, I'm commanding you that you love each other just like I've loved you. That is a sacrificial love that puts the best interest of that other one ahead of my own. Verse 18, if the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. 
if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my Father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I shall send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. I hope you saw there as we read through this passage, as the Lord explained this, that we live in in an environment of love and hate in the modern world. And the more closely you walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, you are in His Word and His Word abides in you and you think about His Word and it changes how you live, the more the world will hate you. Now, to be sure, we are to be His witnesses and there will always be people in the world who will see Christ for who He is and worship Him and trust Him as Savior and Lord. But by and large, be under no illusion, my friends. The world rejects and hates Jesus Christ. And therefore, it hates you if you're a true believer. Think of it this way. If you were to join the military and you put on the uniform of, let's say, the army of your country, let's say the United States, by wearing that uniform, you automatically become the enemy of many other militaries in many other countries. You see what I'm saying? Think of it in terms of sports. The moment you put on a uh, New York Yankees uniform, you become the enemy of those who wear a Boston Red Sox uniform. You see what I'm saying? When we trust Christ, we put on the uniform of the army of Christ. We put on the jersey of Team Jesus. And the world doesn't like that because we remind them of Jesus Christ, that there is right and wrong, sin and righteousness, there's truth and error, and there will be a judgment to come. But the world, by and large, doesn't want to hear about that. The whole world is not about to trust Jesus Christ. Our job is to bear witness to Christ so that those who will trust him will come to faith in him. But just as we are to have love with one another, show love to one another, we should also expect that we will receive hatred from the world. And as I see what's transpiring in the United States, as I record this in October 2019, and who knows what the future holds, as we see the viciousness of the world toward Christ and toward the Word of God and those who believe in Christ, 
we realize it's actually exciting because we realize the coming of Christ is coming nearer and nearer and nearer. And one day, this world which hates Jesus and hates those who love Jesus, one day won't have to deal with Christians anymore. God is going to take his bride, the church, out of the world. In the last episode, Jesus, uh, we saw that Jesus talked about this in John 14, 1, 1 through 3, I believe it is. And anyway, the time is coming when the world won't have the church to kick around anymore. I'm excited about that. And now, if you realize you're in the world and you've been one of those rejecting Jesus and despising and detesting Christians, you need to repent. You need to turn from your sin to the Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you need help with that, you can call for free assistance. You can call 888-537-8720. And someone will help you with coming to Christ or if you're already a Christian, growing in your Christian life. Now, let's talk for a moment about how do we abide in the Word, that the the Word of Christ and Christ Himself abide in us. Well, I would suggest that you carve out a time each day where no matter what, you spend time reading the Word of God. You know, a a great place to start is the book of Psalms. And maybe read uh, some chapters in the New Testament, like from 1 Thessalonians or 2 Thessalonians or Romans or the Gospel of John that we're in. Take time every day to read His Word. And then, as you've done that, think about the word that you have read and let the Lord apply that to your life. And he will show you how to put that into play, put that into practice in your daily life. And you will begin to experience the abiding of Christ in your life because you're you're abiding in him. You're sticking to him. You're sticking to his word and you will find him sticking with you. And it will be a a new experience for many of you. And, And for some, it will be a renewal of how your Christian life used to be and it can be once again. Well, I thank you for tuning in to this podcast today. We've taken... Uh, a little less time than we normally do on this episode, but I hope that it has been presented in a way that makes some of these concepts much clearer to you as to what you need to do. But to think that on the night of his betrayal, the Lord Jesus Christ was taking time to explain these things to his disciples is a very humbling thought. Well, thank you again for listening. God bless you is my prayer. 
please share this this podcast this week in the word with others do it on social media so that it can grow and others will hear the word of God and hear about Jesus Christ before it's too late they can find this week in the word at www.dredhill.podbean.com that's dr no period after the dr dr E-D-H-I-L-L dot P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. Dr. Ed Hill dot Podbean dot com. Tell them to put that on their computer, iPad, their phone, just like they would look up a website. They'll go right to the This Week in the Word. They can use the app, and it will always be free to listen. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. God bless you richly is my prayer.